went to Miami and we played it in this beat and really liked it and they played it for Lil Wayne and that beat ended up becoming Lil Wayne's No Worries and that was my first song to be like on the radio. From Monolith Media, I'm Selena and this is Monolith Conversations, a show where we talk to professionals, musicians, artists and everyday icons about their triumphs, struggles, motivation and everything in between. Welcome listeners and today we are going to be talking to Brian Soko who's based in the US and he's done really really well. By really well I mean he's won a Grammy. That is awesome. <laughs> I cannot even wrap my head around that. So Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Your typical answer to who's Brian Soko is I'm a Zimbabwean music producer, songwriter, and artist. But I want to make you a lot more human than that. Who are you? And by that, I mean, what is your personality like? What's your character like? Like, go to church with it. So, like I said, I'm a, I'm a Zimbabwe music producer. I was born in Zimbabwe. I lived in Zimbabwe until I was maybe 14. I moved to the States. I started making music. And... I mean, basically the last ten years, twelve years, I've been making music. But my, as, as for my my character, I'm very, I'm, I'm very consistent, same all the time. I'm very chilled, very chilled out, very regular. And then I don't know. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm consistent. Like if I say I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. If I say I don't want to do something, then I mean that. But as for my personality, I'm, I'm always joking around. Like I'm a fun-loving guy. I'm always laughing all the time. And making people laugh and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And then when it's time to be serious, I can be serious. But most of the time, I'm just laughing and I'm having fun and enjoying myself. <laughs> wow, you sound like a creative. <laughs> yeah. Um, how did this all began for you? I mean, I, I, I used to I used to rap. Like, I wanted to rap at first when mm-hmm. I first got here. And then, of course, like my, my mom was like, oh, you're going to be a rapper. Like, why would people want to listen to you? Like, at the time, I was like a big 50 Cent fan. And she's like, oh, 50 Cent got shot, so that's what makes him, you know, interesting. Like, Eminem is like this white rap. Like, why is everyone going to listen to you? <laughs> and then, at, I, you know, at 14, maybe I didn't have I didn't have a very cool story at the time. And then, uh, a short while after that, I started making beats at my computer at home, like producing. And then I just kind of got involved all the way in producing, and I wanted to be a producer. Because as a producer, my background and my story doesn't determine how successful I can be. Yeah. You know, in terms of rap, kind of where you're from, it, I mean, it, it, at the time back then, it, it could determine how far you could go. But as a producer, I can make the soundtrack to someone else's life. Wow, that's very so that's profound. that's how I ended up in that. Yeah. Um, the music industry in the U.S. is brutal, to say the least. Um, how did you find your feet? Um, just this consistency. I was always, I was always producing and working. I was traveling a lot. I used to try. I went to. I came to LA at first to try to play stuff with people. Nothing happened. I went to New York to play stuff with people. Nothing happened. I went to Atlanta. I was just traveling all the time, trying to play music to people. And then eventually, I met a, a songwriter mm-hmm. who works for Cash Money. I was, uh, they were at, uh, in Miami at the time. I went to college in Florida in Tampa Bay which is very close to Miami. Mm-hmm. So then I used to drive back and forth, like around four or five hours to Miami to go play them my beats. And then wow. one day, um, me and um, my, my partners, uh, my, my two friends were a group, a production group. We went to Miami and we played it in this beat and really liked it and they played it for Lil Wayne 
And that beat ended up becoming Lil Wayne's No Worries. And that was my first song to be like on the radio. It was No Worries by Lil Wayne. Wow. Oh, what described to me that feeling when you were told that, okay, so we smashed it right out the park. To be honest, they didn't even tell me. They just played the song for me, and I couldn't believe I was hearing Lil Wayne's voice on, on my beat. <laughs> you know, so it was, it, was, it was just really crazy. But then, like, after that, like, we left from, you know, Miami, and I drove back to Tampa, where I was still in university. And then, like, when I got back to, like, where I was living in my room and stuff, then, you know what I mean? It kind of made me realize, like, wow, that's, that's cause I could see what I was around me. And I was, like, you know, sleeping on someone's sofa or something like that. And I was able to think, like, wow, I've got a song with Lil Wayne, but I'm still back here. I need to work harder. Yeah. Wow, that's very grounding. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that your mom, you know, was asking you all sorts of questions. My mom is also very old school, and parents in her generation don't really see music as a career. They just see it like as a hobby that's going a little too far. <laughs> what was their reaction when, you know, when this happened, when you made your big break and you went back to her and you said, look, this is what actually came out of my crazy plan and idea. Walk me through that. They were supportive, but they were still a little pessimistic. Yeah. For a while because I'm like I'm gonna do music, I'm gonna do music. They're still kind of thinking like okay, maybe okay, we don't know, but okay. But they, they never discouraged me, you know what I mean? But they were very pessimistic about the whole thing. But then the, the thing is in the beginning of my career I did all these songs, little ones, all those songs, and I was like I was working under somebody else. So like maybe I was getting a little bit of credit. Like I mean if you go on the back of the album you see my name, but uh -huh. I wasn't necessarily making the money. Yeah. So my parents were still able to look and be like, okay, look, you see, even though you're working with this person, the money's still not there, whatever, you know? But then it took a while, then maybe like in the third year of my career, I did the Beyonce song. Then after that, they stopped. <laughs> they stopped, you know, they, they, they stopped doubting me. But I mean, if, if you if you ask my parents, they'll, they'll claim that they supported me all the way, the whole I'm time. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm um... sure. Yeah. You know, you're really young, and yet you've reached some dizziness heights. What keeps you grounded? Family. I think my family. Because no, no, matter, no matter what I accomplish or what I do, you know, I still go home, I see my family. My parents, they don't treat me any different. My brothers don't treat me any different. So when I come home for Christmas or to visit or whatever, like, I'm still in Druga Zanduro, like, Afnabasa, like... You know what I mean? Like, I'm taking out the trash. Whatever it is, my parents, you know, they, they don't play any of that. So That is very good to hear because my next question was actually, how did this, you know, change your family dynamics? Because now we see you as, oh, my gosh, Brian the legend. But, like, at home, is it Brian the legend or it's just, so no, I'm actually. No, it's just Brian. It's just, yeah, at home, it's just Brian. I'm it's actually Brian. glad that just, didn't uh, change dynamics for you. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't tell you the uh, dynamics. It's just at home, it's just Brian. You know, it's everything's regular, but it's more. It's more so. It gave my parents peace of mind, where like they didn't have to worry about me so much, because I, I left home when I was maybe eighteen to go and do music. I was traveling all over the country, yeah. and they were very unsure about everything. But now, at least they know to be like, okay, they don't have to lose any sleep about me. I'm gonna be fine, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, everything's regular. Everything's normal. Oh, that's good. Music right now is so versatile. Which sounds do you love the most, and do you think are forever? I mean, I'm, I'm loving all the I'm loving all the, the Afro beat and the Afro stuff that's that's coming out of Africa right now. I'm, I'm all all definitely into that. 
mm-hmm. always. And um, to be honest, um, I came in the game doing a lot of rap stuff. But I don't really produce rap so much anymore because I'm not really a fan of the current, you know, cycle of rap that's going on now. But yeah, everything else, the Afro stuff, the pop stuff, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of. Okay. I always look at creatives when they're in their zone. And it's very interesting and fascinating to watch. I remember watching a documentary on Timberland and he was in his socks, sweats and a t-shirt and he was just literally just chilling on the sofa. And then the next thing, something just came to his mind. He literally jumped from the couch and he went straight for the piano. And then that was it. You know, boom, a beat was born. How is it for you? Like, what what is your creative process like? I mean, it's, it, it, it changes all the time. But I mean, as you speak, I'm in my studio right now. I'm chilling. I'm in my, my like, some, some slippers. My slippers. I'm in some sweats. I'm just... Not just I'm regular chilling, working out, you know, and all that. But the process changes. For me, I normally, I'll just open up 40 Loops and I'll just, maybe that's the program I use. And I'll just start listening to sounds or different things. And then I'll start working on melodies or chords. And then I'll do the drums last. And then that's kind of my process. But there's no science to it, to be honest with you. It's whenever the inspiration hits you. Because sometimes I can be out doing something and then I'll think of an idea and I'll just record a voice note on my phone. And then I'll get back to the studio and I'll make that song. I was actually going to ask you, what if you're having lunch with a friend or whatever and then something comes to your mind? Do you pause the conversation and run to the bathroom and try and record the sound? <laughs> or? I, I, I do that all the time. I do that all the time. and It drives my friends crazy because I will stop the mid-sentence and be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then I'll start recording voice notes. And then, yeah, they always get mad at me. But, yeah. Well, they shouldn't. That's the dream. <laughs> well, you, you, you can't choose when the inspiration comes to you. Absolutely, absolutely. Don't be shy to name drop the big artists that you've worked with. Worked with uh, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, Drake, Nicki Minaj, Tinashe, Jennifer Lopez, Future... Tiger, Nelly, French Montana. I'm forgetting. I mean, I, I, I spent some time in SA as well. I worked with Casper uh, Nivest. Yeah. I did put my game for him. I did uh, some stuff with KO. Well, that's good that you named dropping yeah. some African artists. How yeah, does it yeah. make you feel when your beat gets selected to work with a very big person like Jay-Z? <laughs> How's that feeling? I mean, it's like a great feeling. It's, it's kind of validating because a lot of times as a creative, you work, you work, you work, and you might not see a result for your work or you might not right. get paid for your work. But then when it finally happens, you know, every once in a while it happens, it, it kind of reminds you why you're, you're, you're doing that, why, you're, you, why you chose that, you know, that uh, career. Yeah. So you're releasing an EP um, in the next couple of months. Why do you want right. to pursue a solo career? Um, I've spent the last maybe three or four years working on becoming a better songwriter. I've been writing a lot of songs. Yeah. And now I'm just ready to start releasing the music that I've been writing. And I feel like it's easier for me to express myself writing these songs and making these songs um, than for me to make a song and then wait for the artist to release it or if they want to release it, maybe they change their mind. And I'd much rather have you know control over my own music and stuff like that. And I feel like, as well, like like I said, I used to rap before, so I've always yeah. been writing music, 
But when I was 14, I, I didn't have a good story to tell. Now I've lived a lot, I've traveled a lot, and I've got a lot of stuff to say. Yeah. And now I'm not rapping anymore. Now, you know, the Afro thing kind of came in. I kind of got hip to that. So now I'm doing a lot of pop or dancehall records or Afro records and all of that. And I'm able to express myself that way without having to adhere to the rap standard of where you're from, what you, you know, all that type of stuff. Oh, okay. Does this mean that Monolith will have um, a platform to showcase your music? <laughs> yeah, I will definitely send you my next song as soon as it comes out. I, 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 um, I dropped a song called Blessings last yeah. month. I just shot the video. The video will be out in maybe two, three weeks. I'll send it to you guys for sure. Absolutely. We're looking forward to put you on. <laughs> um, Thank what, you. Appreciate that. What advice would you give to the young Zimbabwean that's listening to you right now? I mean, hoping that they walk the same road as you. I would say uh, consistency. You know, the more work you put in, the better the results will be. And I know sometimes things will look bleak and you won't see results for a long time. But, I mean, as, as far as musicians go, I, I always believe that you're always one song away from the top of the world. Yeah. And, that's, you know, so that's that's kind of the mindset I have in my head. I'm like, I'm one song away, one song away. Maybe the next song, maybe the next song. Then For me, I'm always like, the next song is going to be the hit. The next song will be the hit. And I always keep that mentality. And then eventually, one day, you will make something that, you know, will shock people or whatever, and it will be special. Yeah. Eventually, one day, you'll make a song that is drunk in love, and you're looking at yourself like, wow, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly the feeling I had. Did you go to school for music, or you studied something different, and then, because this was your passion, you were just doing it parallel to what you were studying? No, I, I went to... I went to university for music but it was more so like my, my parents were adamant that i have to go to university or something so i just went for music but um i mean the, the, to be honest the school i went to i feel like I, I didn't learn much in you know going to school for music i was already i was already doing it i was already put i was already doing it i was already active i was already making songs already doing everything so i kind of just went to school just as a technicality just make sure i get a degree or something mm -hmm. you know but then I, for example i've got friends that i went with um, I went to school with, and maybe they dropped out maybe the first semester, and I produced on Drunk in Love with them. So, like, we're all working at the same level, but mm -hmm. I'm the only one who actually graduated. But, you know, when it comes to music, you, you don't need to necessarily go to school for music. I don't believe you, you can teach creativity. Okay, so you don't believe in formal training for well, a career like this? For art, yeah. If anything to do with art, I don't believe in that. Because, I mean, if you think about it, Kanye West didn't go to school for music. You know, Jay-Z didn't go to school. Beyonce didn't go to school for music. These people that you look up to, they never went to school for music. They, mm -hmm. they have it. They, they, they worked on their talent. Like, Michael Jackson didn't go to school for music. You know? So, I, and, and, yeah. And in and, 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 and this career, no one will ever ask you to show your degree. You know, or what's your degree for, for, in terms of music. They will never ask that. Which is good. <laughs> How tech-savvy right. are you? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm. I thought I was pretty tech savvy, but as I'm getting older now, it's running away from me. You know, there's all this new stuff coming out, and I'm just, I'm still trying to catch up to some of it. And how important is tech in your line of work? It's very important because these days you can create a whole song on your laptop. Yeah. You know, you don't need to know all of that. So I think, I think, I think it's pretty important. Okay, cool. What's your biggest pet peeve? <laughs> Biggest 
biggest pet peeve, I don't like when people mess up my studio or like they leave a mess in my studio mm -hmm. or like they move, they move stuff around or like they smoke in my studio. I hate that. I can't stand that. That's why I don't let people in my studio like by themselves. You know what I mean? Because people will make a mess in my studio and it just bothers me. Ah, I see. What color socks are your favorite that you usually wear? I wear black socks every day, all day, all the time. <laughs> why? All the time. Because uh, <laughs> when, <laughs> when I was younger, my, my mom used to make me like wash my socks. Yeah. Like, you know, all the time, <laughs> like in the sink. You know what I mean? So, like, I had these white socks. I used to make me wash my socks every day. I used to hate doing that. So, mm -hmm. when I got older, I, used to just, I started buying like a 20 pack of black socks. So every couple of months, I just buy a twenty pack of black socks, black socks, black socks. Because I mean, they, they don't get dirty. You just put them in the laundry, you put them in the washing machine, they come back. Over time, you know, white socks. Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. How pissed are you when folk back home pronounce your name as Brian, or when folk in the global crowd mispronounce your last name? Um, it 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 doesn't bother me. I mean, because honestly, I have family members who pronounce my name like that and you know, stuff like that. Yeah. My dad would say my name is one syllable. Just go, Brian. <laughs> that, I'm used to it. It's, I don't mind. Whatever you pronounce my name, as long as you know my name, I don't mind at all. Oh, that's good. Well, Brian, thank you so much for getting time to talk to us. And we damp you as a monolith because we think you're doing really, really good. Don't look back. We have young people that are going to be looking up to you and no pressure but <laughs> yeah we love the work that you're doing and to put zim on like that and um, i watched a couple of your interviews you never leave out that you're zimbabwean which is really good because you know i think yeah, some yeah, people yeah. when they make it out there they don't want to associate with zimbabwe because i think maybe of the bad press that we've been getting over the years um, i've always been proud to be zimbabwe like i don't know uh, to me i'm something I'm, I'm very proud of that's really good and it makes us really proud to be zimbabwean too keep shining and we are excited to receive your new music monolith will definitely be a platform where you can showcase your stuff and we hope that the crowd keeps getting bigger for you and the sky is not even the limit brian <laughs> There's a whole galaxy out there, so go for it, you know, and we will be cheering for you all the way from home, and we wish you all the success in your endeavors. Thank you very much. Thank you for the, for the interview. Really appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Monolith is hosted by Selena. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a review and tell your friends. Don't keep it a secret. Help others discover Zimbabwe's everyday icons. And as always, thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on social media.